Powered by Righteous Media. Hey guys, I'm not Rob Sarah. I'm Paul Rykoff. I am the president and founder of Righteous Media, and I am proud to work alongside Rob Sarah on the incredible podcast that you are now listening to, The Firefighters with Rob Sarah. Rob is taking a much-deserved week off, but we want to continue to bring you content because this show continues to grow in reach and impact. And so we wanted to flash back to where it all started, to when Rob joined me on my show, now called Independent Americans. Back then it was called Angry Americans, but it was the second episode that we ever did. It was spring 2019, where we took the time to really introduce the world to the great Rob Sarah. It's kind of where it all started with Rob and Righteous Media. After folks heard him on my show so many times and were so inspired by him, his story, his focus, his inspiration, they said Rob needs his own show, and now he has it. We're going to take you back now to April 2019 when Rob and I had a deep dive on my show. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you can continue to spread the word about the Firefighters podcast. It's 100% free. If you like this show and you love Rob, give him five stars and be sure to check out the firefighters.us. You can get awesome swag. You can hear all the episodes. You can watch video and you can, of course, get the cooking segments with the amazing Frankie Sarah. Rob will be back soon, but until then, I hope you enjoy this fantastic flashback to the origin story of the great Rob Sarah. Until then, as Rob would say, stay low, my friends. And want to thank our friends over at Rocky Boots. Rocky Boots is an inspiring, rugged, fantastic American company that makes high-quality products that can meet the needs of anybody from the firefighters community or anybody who supports them. If you want fantastic products that are as rugged as you are, check out Rocky Boots. Go to rockyboots.com and use the promo code FIRE25. If you use the FIRE25 promo code from Firefighters Podcast, you will get 25% off on anything you buy at rockyboots.com. Rocky Boots is headquartered in Nelsonville, Ohio, and continues to be a world leader in premium quality outdoor, work, Western, public service, and military footwear, as well as outdoor and work apparel accessories and more. Innovation, quality, and durability are the hallmarks of the Rocky brand. And if you use the promo code FIRE25, you'll get 25% off anything on the Rocky Boots website just for being a Firefighters Podcast listener. So go to rockyboots.com, use the code FIRE25, get 25% off anything, and get some awesome gear or boots from Rocky Boots. They were established in 1932 in Southeast Ohio, and they've got everything from outdoor to military to Western to work boots. Be sure to tell them the firefighter sent you and use that promo code ROCKYBOOTS. Engineer with safety, comfort, and durability without sacrificing style. Rocky Boots at RockyBoots.com. Tell them the Firefighters Podcast sent you. All right, so I'm talking to Rob Sarah. Rob is a, is a friend of mine. He is a veteran of the FDNY. He's a dad. He's an all-around awesome dude. Uh, and I, I wanted to connect with him so he could give us the, the no shit download 
on uh, what's going on with the 9-11's Victims Compensation Fund fight. This dude's a hero. And, you know, right now he's with his kids, but he's been down in Washington. And Rob, for people who don't know, first off, tell them, you know, your background real quick and then tell them what's going on. Why is this something that should have people angry? Uh. Well, I'm a retired fireman, as you said. I, I started with the FDNY in July of 2001. Um, so I got out of the academy on September 10th. And September 11th, I found myself driving towards uh, towards Long Island to hockey tryouts. And I saw the the uh, Twin Towers on fire. So that's, that's how my career started. Um, I suffered some health effects from 9-11, which forced me to retire in, in uh, 2012. Um, and since then, I've been advocating for uh, for this bill, this so ridiculous fight that we've been having for the last 15 years. But uh, yeah, so I got involved once I retired and uh, been doing it ever since. So your first day on the job was 9-11. Yep. And you've basically been, I would say, you've been fighting for America and fighting for our families ever since. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's, that, that's the plan. Right? You're, I mean, you're a humble guy, man. You're, you're, I don't know. You're, I, I just feel like you know. I, I, I stuck. I put my hand in the air. I took an oath, you know, and uh, I wasn't ready to retire. You know, I, I felt like I still had more to give, and uh, at least this gives me an opportunity to still do that. You know. So can can you break it down for people? This is not a a New York only issue. It impacts people in fifty states. It impacts people all across the country. But can can you break it down? Like like paint the picture of what you guys are doing right now and what's happening in Washington. Yeah. Well, that, that's a big pushback is down in Washington. A lot of the reps think that this is a New York issue and New York should be handling it. Um, but the fact of the matter is we have people in all 50 States in the world trade center health program, 434 congressional districts out of 435. I mean, so we're talking the whole country, you know, uh, people showed up from everywhere. It wasn't just, New York City cops and firemen that showed up there to help cops, doctors, firefighters, police officers, anyone who wanted to volunteer showed up at Ground Zero to help. And, and, and now they're getting sick and they're, they're, they're being hung out to dry, basically. So talk about what it means to be sick for people who may not know what this is like. What, uh, well, right now we have 96,000 people in the program. We have 10,000 battling at least one cancer. And we have 45,000 battling uh, some other sort of 9-11 illness. Um, the FDNY alone has, has over 2,000 2, with uh, at least one 9-11 cancer. And, and what we're dealing with isn't the norm. It's that, you know, we have, we have over 40 men with breast, breast cancer. We have, you know, they're, they're diseases that we shouldn't be getting at ages. We shouldn't be getting them, you know. Uh, and they're, they're, they're coming on us quickly. It's like... You know, I have a friend, he, uh, he ran the New York City Marathon in, uh, in November of 2017. And by March of 2018, he was dead from lung cancer. That's how quickly, wow. uh, you know, that's how quickly it took him down. I mean, that, and that's, that, that's not an odd story. That's what we're hearing. And I've, I've been down to Washington for the last decade and a half with vets and advocating. And I know it's, it's a grind, right? You got to leave your job. You got to leave school. You got to go down to Washington. You got to raise the money. You got, you got to behind your feet all day, talking to people who may not be listening. But can you can you kind of paint the picture here? Because we got, you know, Republicans, Democrats, and everybody in between that listens to this show. But 
tell us what it's like to to go to Washington and, and what it's like for you and for your family to be doing this. Paint paint the picture for us. It, well, yeah, for for me it's tough. You know, in 2015 I could get around a lot more, but uh, I've had a few neck surgeries, so now I go down there in a wheelchair and it's tough. You know, I got to sit. I sit in a wheelchair all day. I mean, the other guys, I feel bad for them. They walk about eight miles. Um, and basically we have to go down there, uh, once or twice a month and tell our nine 11 stories all over again. Um, so we just basically have to spend the day reliving nine 11, telling the story, trying to, to get some sort of emotion out of the person we're talking to. But most of the time they, you know, they weren't even old enough to remember what nine 11 was. Mm-hmm. They don't really even know what happened. So we have to explain what happened on nine 11 and then explain what happened to us. Um, and you know, I would say probably a third of the meetings you feel like, you know, you got through, They you, you feel some compassion. Another third you feel, eh, maybe they weren't listening, you know, probably right. doodling in their doodle pad. Mm. And then there's then there's the other three that are contentious and, and, and you know, they want to know about the money and what it's going to cost. And, and like I said earlier, what is New York doing about this? You know, so, so it's contentious. So you guys, you guys are 9-11 first responders asking for care for injuries that I think are basically like combat injuries, right? When America was attacked, you stepped up to respond. What do they, how do they push back? Like, what do they say? They, I mean, you know, you know, the talk, right? You know, they talk about appropriations. They talk about pay fors They talk about, you know, they try to talk about things that they think are over the heads of, you know, first responders and they try to get us, you know, you know, tangled up, I guess is, is the right word. But and, and no matter what they do, they try to tell you that, that there's no money. That's yeah, they the try to tell us there's no money. But when you look at what the amount of money we're asking for compared to the national budget, you, you're talking about a few dollars, literally. Right. right. So, you know, and that's the frustrating thing is, is you hear that, that there's no money. And then I got to come home and, and go to go to another three funerals. You know, I got to I have to watch literally watch my friends die in a few months. Can you, and, can you talk about how many people we've lost recently? You've been tweeting up a storm about this. And yeah, well, we lost six last week. Um, we've lost 100 since the last 9-11. So wow. it's pretty much every other since day. Since the last 9-11, meaning in, meaning in, in September of 2018. 2018. Wow. Right. Um, the, the fire department is approaching 200. The police department, I believe, is is well over the triple amount of deaths from 9-11 illness than, than actually died on 9-11. Hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's not for us. It's, it's, it's literally every other day. Um, you know, and somebody's dying and we're putting out the information about the bills. We're going to tell people how to support, but right now it's Republicans and Democrats that are on board, but it's Republicans and Democrats that aren't right. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a bipartisan bill. We actually just yesterday, we reached 218, uh, in the house. So that's good news. So we got 218 co-sponsors in the house, Republicans and Democrats, um, our goal is to get is to get to 300. So we have a pretty strong bill to present to the Senate, which which is where our problems uh, pretty much lie at this point. Because we need help pushing it to the front of the line, right? Everybody's going to say there's all these important issues. This one can wait, but we want to push it to the front of the line and make McConnell bring it to a vote, right? Exactly, uh, and we need a little bit more of a sense of urgency. You know, I mean. I, you know, they say, you know, we have till the end of the year, I guess, to get the bill passed, but we have people that are dying now. You know, we, the, as as great as the Road Trade Center Health Program is, it doesn't cover a lot of stuff. And you have, you, st- you still have families in the position where they're choosing between, you know, medical treatments or sending their kids to college. You know, we, 
we've had one firefighter who, who he, all he had taken care of him was his 18-year-old daughter. And she had to drop out of college because the program doesn't cover home hospice care. You know, so, I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that's going on. And it shouldn't be. Like you said, these are people that stepped up. And we're, and not only are they people that stepped up, but they they stepped up under the pretenses that they were going through a safe working environment. Yep. They were told the air was safe to breathe. They weren't given proper equipment for air that wasn't safe to breathe. And now they're sick. Okay. So I think it's the it's the duty of, of our of our representatives to take care of these people. I mean, that's I don't know how you feel, but I feel like when that, when the founding fathers founded this country, they 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 founded a government that should be held responsible by the people, and and here we have a government that acknowledged the fact that they that they lied to us, they gave us misinformation, they had their own reasons to get Wall Street open and all that, and you know, that's a whole other story. Yeah. So and now when it comes down to take care of the, of the people that they sent there to clean up their mess, you know, they, they're talking to us about money. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me tell me about the wheelchair? Can you tell me about the wheelchair that you're in? And and the the story behind it? Yeah. Well, the wheelchair I'm using now belonged to Ray Pfeiffer. Ray was the face of the of the fight in twenty fifteen. Um he he had stage four renal cancer for, for over eight years. And uh you you've you've met a never met a, a nicer, more graceful man. Yep. I, I don't yep. I, I don't know if you met yep. him. Did you Absolutely, meet? yep. Uh you know I, he lived every day with a smile on his face and he, even though he was, he, he was dying. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he went down there in between his treatments and, and, and he did what he had to do up until the very end. So when I, uh, started, need, you know, my, my legs started getting worse and my neck started getting worse. So I started needing a wheelchair. Ray's family was often uh, nice enough to offer me his, Wow. So now that's what I use when I go down there. I use the, the chair that Ray uh, that Ray lobbied with. And you're carrying on the fight, man. You're you're bringing it forward, and um, I'm grateful for you, and we're all grateful for you. I mean, this 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 makes you angry, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, needless to, needless to say, right? It makes us angry, and it probably should make other people angry, right? Yeah. To quote the uh, to quote Jesse Ventura, I don't really have time to be angry right now. You know, <laughs> I, I think I'll be angry when this is over and that bill is finally signed. But right now, I I can't afford to be angry. You know. Yeah. Um, like you said, I got three little kids. Uh, you know, they they don't need an angry father. That's and it. and not only that, I think it, I don't think it would uh, it would help me do my job if yeah. I if I, you know, because it, it'd be. What I would want to do would just go down there kicking and screaming and yelling and fighting, but you know that that's not that's not that's not what's going to work. Yeah, yeah. And you're the you first know? guy to to quote Jesse Ventura on this podcast, and I, <laughs> and I don't think the last. I think we will have other. Well, Jesse. It wasn't an exact quote. No, yeah. You, you know, he said you know he about. said I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> right? Yeah. But but so how do you? I want to you know. There, there's some positivity out of this, right? Like you're motivating people. You're setting an example for those kids of yours. Um, you know, what, what's something that gives you hope and, and makes you happy, man, when you, when you think about, um, you know, the future or just the day to day, how do you, how do you keep going, man? There's a lot of people who listen who are going through struggles. What, what kind of advice would you give them on, on how to keep going and, and how to turn that anger into something positive? Uh, I, I think about my kids, you know, I, I basically, that's all I think about. And yeah, I have a responsibility to teach them. And I, and I know that the odds are that I'm not going to be here you know, 
at times when they're really going to need me. So I, I have to give them as, you know, as much of an example as I can. And I, I say, like, I can't teach them how to, how to throw a baseball. I can't teach them how to ride a bike. There's a, I have a lot of physical limitations, but I could teach them how to fight for themselves. I could teach sure. them how to stand up for their friends, how to do what's right. So that's what I do. And that, that's what I use as my motivation. I mean, if I, if I sat around thinking about all the bad stuff that's happened to me in my life, then what good would that do? And, and, and who's that going to help? Nobody. Right. Yeah. So I just try to keep my focus on, you know, not only getting this bill passed, but helping the other people out, you know, through, through the, uh, Ray Pfeiffer foundation, you know, I, I, I help out these other families because I know it's, it's more than just the first responders or, or, or the people who are sick that are dealing with this. You know, it's, it's going to affect us for generations. Yeah. And, and that's the sad part. I got, I got one, I got one last question for you, man. Sure. Um, my little kid wants to be a firefighter. He wants to be a firefighter and an, and an astronaut, but he wants to be a firefighter. Uh, what's the best part about being a firefighter? For me, oddly enough, it was the kids. I always loved my favorite part was riding around, waving yeah. at the little kids. Yeah. Um, but just getting to help people, you know, and, and I feel like, and I'm, maybe you felt like this in the military, but you really get to know people when, you know, when, when you're in situations where, where you think you're going to die, yep. you know, and I feel yep. like you, you, you get to see a level of truth um, that maybe every, everyday people don't get to see, you know, and maybe a little more respect for life itself or, or, or whatever, you know, I, I always looked at it like every day I went to work, there was a good chance I was going to witness the worst day in somebody's life, hmm. which and you, had, and you had a chance to make depressing, it better. Yeah. But also it's good to know that, you know, when people are in that situation, they need somebody there, you know, yep. they need somebody to, to give them hope or give you know, or even just be nice to them and, and hold their hand. You know, that sometimes that goes a long way. So, well, what you're doing is going a long way, man. And, and it's, a, it's a courageous thing to be there for people on their worst day. And you've been there for a lot of people on their worst day and, and you're making a brighter future for your kids. And for a lot of us who were down there uh, on 9-11 and you're a hero, man, you really are. You inspire me and you inspire everybody who's listening today and you inspire your kids. And you, you're, you're part of what's great about this country. There's a lot to be angry about, but there's also a lot to be inspired about. And, and you're an example of that, man. So I'm really grateful that you could join us on the show and you could share your story, man. Well, I appreciate it. And I'll ask your listeners to get angry for me. Since I can't get angry right now, please get angry. Paul's going to put up the links. Call who you need to call and let them know because we, we need all the help we can get. You got it, brother. Reinforce, right. Reinforcements inbound. We got your back. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you. Powered Power. by Righteous Media.